Welcome back to the Birkenbirds podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest, and it's uh, it's Jared. It's me. I get to be it this Jared's. time. No way. No way. You're lying. You get to be the special guest this time. Okay. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, well, first, I mean, you can introduce our actual special guest, <laughs> which is uh, Mr. Hal Walker. How's it going? Hey, so glad to be here on the Birkenbirds show. Heck yeah. Yes. We're so happy to have you. Hey. So, so Hal, what do you do? Well, I mean, we know, <laughs> we, but we know. tell for the people who don't know. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yes. <laughs> I'm a musician, and uh, my whole life changed basically in 2020 when I took my music online. You know, most of my gigs got shut down. I took my music online, and TikTok has transformed my music career, and and I'm having so much fun uh, on all these different platforms. All the platforms are kind of overwhelming. Mm. Like I got a post on Instagram. Story got a post on TikTok. Now I'm starting a uh, Discord community called Bonacula <laughs> Village. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I've got a YouTube channel I'm maintaining. I have a live show, a live wow. podcast show on YouTube. So it's yeah. kind of overwhelming. My email box today was overwhelming. <laughs> to be honest so i do a lot of things yeah with uh i mean with everything you do because you do you do live shows like weekly right on youtube yep i do a weekly show on youtube actually yeah i do i do two live shows a week Uh, two live shows yeah I, i didn't know if you're still doing the is it wednesdays and fridays no wednesdays and then sunday night i do a sunday night sing along oh that's awesome oh very nice yeah. Um, not to mention like all the collaborations and stuff. I mean, like we uh, we looked through and kind of kind of did some research on, on figuring everything about, out about you at least as much as we could. But uh, what what really uh, kind of caught us is uh, you know my wife lived in Thailand for you know six weeks is uh, six weeks, mm-hmm. um, and she had to she had to leave because of uh, medical reasons, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the your your beautiful instrument. I I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's uh, is it? It's called the can. The can, it's like, yeah. It's like a can of a can of Vienna sausage, but it's spelled K H A E N. So what what yeah. is that like? Like what exactly is it? Just for people who have never heard of it before. Well, the can is the grandmother of the harmonica. It's a mouth organ from Southeast Asia. It's a very, very striking instrument. The one that's sitting next to me is about four feet, maybe three and a half feet tall. Wow. It's 18 bamboo pipes that are held together by a wooden wind, wind shaft. And then I blow into that and cover holes. And it makes this beautiful, amazing uh, organ sound. It's, it's wow. really quite a striking instrument, very vi- visually and audibly. It's very striking. Oh, absolutely. And surprising. People are often surprised by the sound that comes out of it. So, well, and you have to uh, carry that around in like a rifle case, right? Is what I was seeing. Yeah, that's. I have a couple rifle cases. I actually need to buy. I have several cans that are just sitting unprotected, and I need to order some rifle cases on Amazon soon. How many do you have? 
I have more than I probably deserve. <laughs> 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 or maybe not. Maybe I have I have just as many as I deserve. Right, I don't know. I've right. got a I've got about five good ones. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, and so we were we were looking up. Uh, you said that um, you're saying that the like the people who make them um, in Thailand, they're like they're they're kind of going away, right? Well, you know, I don't know the whole story. I know that right now it's very difficult to acquire a can, especially okay. during the pandemic. And yeah. from what I what I understand, there's you know few. I don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to say too much. But my sure. understanding is that there are pretty there are few people that actually few can makers still living. But what I might have heard through the grapevine is that there's a resurgence of young can of young people taking an interest in the can. In Thailand, oh, that's fantastic. In Laos. That's awesome. But I should—I don't know those details, so don't quote me on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. Um, but not only that uh, instrument. I mean, the the Bonaculas. I mean, they're incredible. Yeah, that's another cool one I play. You know, it's interesting. All these instruments came into my life in unique ways. Like, why is it? Each one was just such a unique way to come into my life, and I feel like I got lucky several times that instruments that no one's ever heard of came into my life and <laughs> became a significant part of my life well yeah how did that happen go ahead jared I'm yeah sorry. no i was just gonna ask like the the can it seems like something that like obviously nobody's really heard of it so like how how did you hear about it well it's an amazing story i am uh, a harmonica player i grew up playing the harmonica and so and the grant the the can is the the grandmother of the harmonica so in the early 2000s, I was over at a friend's house, or no, a friend of mine was house-sitting for an ethnomusicology professor at Kent State University. Wow. He was house-sitting, wow. and he had me over. I was, he was helping me notate some music, and I was over at this ethnomusicologist's house, and over in the corner was this interesting-looking instrument in my town, and I picked it up. And I discovered that this ethnomusicologist, Dr. Terry Miller, is the preeminent scholar of the can, living in my town. Wow. What? what the That's it, incredible. What I are the chances? Friend, what are the chances? And then I traveled to remote villages of Northeast Thailand with Dr. Terry Miller, and he introduced me to some of the makers of the can back That's in That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And what are some of the villages that, that you... Go ahead. I'm well, so sorry. Not only that, but because Dr. Terry Miller is here, another great can player from Thailand lives in Kent, Ohio. To, oh, wow. To study wow. With, originally to study with Dr. Miller, but then he got a job at Kent State. So three of the can players in the U.S. live in Kent, Ohio. Wow. Exactly where you are. That's exactly wild. I mean, where I am, which is amazing. It just seems like Kent is the the can capital of America at this point, maybe even the world. It, yeah, to be honest, it is. No one really recognizes it. They don't. It doesn't. But somebody should. Maybe oh. you guys are the first to recognize it. I mean, I if I were to see one, I I mean, I've just just because like of you and you showing us all the all the beautiful instruments and stuff. I mean, I would be able to spot it and tell you what it is and tell you how it works. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that's, right. that's the great yeah. thing about this platform. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. 
kids that would never, I mean, never even dream about seeing something like that are just going on TikTok and just browsing these random stupid videos and then come across your videos that are like so educational and amazing. Like it's, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air for my For You page. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I feel, I feel quite happy, especially that I get a lot of Lao people that are showing me appreciation for for bringing their their instrument out into the world like essentially right. through tiktok i have single-handedly introduced millions of people to the can how we wonderful that is that is so it's incredible incredible yeah. so and now what i really need to do is give back like when this pandemic's over if i can conjure up the courage to travel to the southeast asia to meet some of the makers to give to bring bring back my love of love from all my TikTok followers and give a gift back, you know, mm. some major gift. Like here's my foundation for the next generation of can makers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what needs to happen. Absolutely. Right? I, that would be incredible. Well, I mean, I was going to say, it seems like you've done that with the Bonacula with the fact that you um, went to your, what was it? It was at a fifth grade class and gave them the challenge of creating, you know, Bonacula that are accessible to everybody. Well, you know, that's a, I don't know that. Yeah, that's a good, good point. I, there is some question about cultural appropriation. Hmm. And I don't know if we want to get into that topic too much, but I have been accused of that a couple times. And I want, like, I have this instrument from Africa. Mm -hmm. And one of the many names it's called is Bonacula. And I chose that name as my own. And when I taught these fifth graders, when we made this, these polymer clay versions we call them bonaculas just so you know and all and then all my usernames became bonacula <laughs> <laughs> all my usernames became bonacula and then i became bonacula on tiktok so there's still some giving back that needs to happen like sure. this is not my you know i need to find the uh, the people that are that are pulling gourds off of trees and tying them together with strings and offer them to lots of appreciation. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, I think it's one thing to, you know, say like, Oh, it's, it's yours. But I mean, you, you just share, you just share information and, and, you know, I mean, without you, I mean, none of us would have heard of Bonacula and, mm -hmm. You know, there, there's so much variety to this instrument. And, and I guess you could say that with all instruments, really. But um, it, it, the uniqueness, the fact that it's so small and you can really just bring it anywhere and, and enjoy and, and share with, with people, I mean, that's something special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's funner to play than it is to listen to play. Like, it's, it's a great <laughs> instrument for nervous kids. Like, I think it's a great instrument for schools. Like kids got nervous energy, go play the, go sit in a corner and play the Bonaculas <laughs> and let all that nervous energy out. Like just shake, <laughs> shake and twist and throw those balls back and forth. Right. You're saving a lot. No of one wants to listen to that, but sanity. it's a great way to sort of let off your nervous energy. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was going to ask, you said you, that you started with, you've been a harmonica player for a long time. What, uh, how old were you when you got started with music in general? Has it been just an all life sort of thing? Yeah, it's been really an all-life thing. I, you know, the story goes, I don't know how true it is, but the, in, I learned the, I, 
ever since my dad gave me a harmonica in third grade and I grew up carrying a harmonica in my pocket and you know I would walk my dog Pippi along the Cuyahoga River and I would listen to the trains in the distance and I would imitate the train <laughs> this is sounding more and more far-fetched but I would imitate the trains with my with the sound of the whistle and I'm not sure how much of that is true, but it sounds pretty pretty true. It's probably mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, that's that's great. We'll accept it. We'll take it. I did walk my dog Pippi. I did carry a harmonica, and I did imitate the train whistle. Oh, there you go. Um, was your dad uh, super like like? Did he do uh, a lot of stuff like uh, with the music? My dad was a singer, and my dad was a singer, and he we grew up playing singing hymns around the piano like. That one of my dad's greatest joys in the whole world was to sit at the piano, surrounded by his family, singing his favorite hymns. That's great. So I have that in my bones, and uh, I was really I was born with a natural talent. I mean, I started taking piano lessons, and it was obvious that I had a a natural musical talent. And I was always interested. Like I learned, I got interested in the ancient hand whistle in like third or fourth grade, and. Like wow. I always was interested in doing cool little trick things, like things that are unique and like learning the hand whistle or learning the ancient echo clap or learning the bonaculas. So that's been the story of my life is these unique instruments coming into my life and fitting quite naturally. That's great. Can, I mean, can you name off the top of your head all the instruments you can play? I mean, just like on TikTok, I'd, we've seen I'd you rather play I'd rather list the instruments that I don't play. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, just kind of piggybacking off of that, then, is there a specific instrument that you can name that you can't play but you wish you could play? Yes, I wish that I was a fiddle player. <gasps> okay. I wish I could. Wow. That's awesome. I so wish cool. I wish I was a cello player. Wow. I wish I could sit down and make some beautiful sounds with the cello. Oh, the, the cello violin. is a beautiful instrument. I. It's funny you say that. I've actually played the violin since I was about seven. And um, instant, I mean, not instantly, but it took me a while to gain a liking for more fiddle tunes. But I got to the point where I was just, I just wanted to play hoedowns all time, all the time. It was, it was my uh-huh, favorite thing. Right, nice. <laughs> I would love to be able to play oh, some hoedowns. You know it seems that you had sort of a different experience with music when you were a kid versus like, the experience that I had where I wasn't interested in lessons at all, parents kind of forced me into it, and then I, I gained the understanding and the appreciation for it later in life, later than I would have liked. Would you say, I mean, would you say that's kind of how it happened for you? Or would you say that it was, you know, you, you always had that love for it? Well, um, I grew up taking piano lessons. You know, it was assumed in my family you take piano lessons. I grew up in a house that did not have a record player. We... Oh, okay. You know, in my room, I listened to top. I listened to Casey Kasem top forty, occasionally. You know, when I, I had a, I had a little alarm clock radio, and I would set it, and when it went off, the top forty station would play. It was there in my go. senior senior year of high school that I discovered the beat. Like my friend, bunch bunch of new friends of mine, um, introduced me to. The Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Who mm-hmm. and Devo, and this was all new to me. And then, and also, by the way, I did I did 
play Oh Susanna on the harmonica. It's like, oh, oh Susanna and Amazing Grace I learned on the harmonica at a young age. Wow. Wow. And I always, I like, I like jo- Scott Joplin piano. Like that was really oh, drawn to that Oh, I love Scott Joplin. Like I had all these pieces to learn, but the ones I really wanted to learn was the Scott Joplin. So that shows where I, where my interests were. Yeah. Okay. And then I went away to college and uh, I was sitting in a room with a bunch of my new upperclassmen friends in my dorm a dorm room and I heard Neil Young for the first time and I mm. thought that's what I want to be when I grow up and then also during college I learned about drum circles like jamming for the first time I ever jammed right, I, like, yeah. I like jamming and and then I got a harmonica and I got this book called Harmonica for the Musically Hopeless and I learned a couple <laughs> blues riffs <laughs> And it, those blues riffs is like that's when I found my real self. It's like, oh yeah, I learned some blues riffs, and I also learned some Cat Stevens and Neil Young songs. And I kind of, I that was where my muse, the new phase of my music began. I bought my first guitar in college, and uh, and I realized this is what I want to do. And the harmonica, I feel, is it's such an underrated instrument. There's there's just so much like with how you can control your diaphragm to to push and blow. I mean, it's it's really a spectacular instrument. Its use in blues is unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I don't I haven't been really playing a whole lot. harmonica. Doesn't get as much appreciation on TikTok as the can. <laughs> 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 I would I would clap, but Discord will cut it out. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, they uh, Discord. Uh, it, it's funny. Discord actually they cuts out like uh, high high pitch, so like uh, non voice sounding. Oh, yeah, sounds. yeah it, it has that yeah. filter for it. Um, but I mean, he, even over the Discord call, I mean that sounds great. Oh, that well, that harmonica. See, that's the style of harmonica. I've always done rhythm, a lot of rhythm. Like that's why I'm. That's why I, when I picked up a can, I was already good at it. Yeah. Because I've spent my life making harmonica. Like, here's low-key gliding on the harmonica. Or no, what is... Uh, I can't do it. But, uh, I can't even think of how low-key gliding goes. <laughs> but see, this is all just like wide open mouth, using a lot of tonguing for cool rhythm. I wish That's you could see my face right because it's just an oh, it's just an yeah. open mouth gasp. Right? It's <laughs> blown away. <laughs> and I think you know that's probably one of the best. I mean, with music, I mean, when you're playing an instrument around people, yeah, how can how it just you have to smile, right? Oh. I mean, how can you not just sit there and enjoy mm-hmm. yourself? I know we need more of that in the world. 
Well, and I think that's I, I think that's such a big important thing when it comes to music because that's that's what drove me away at first was because I was being forced to play all this classical stuff that I wasn't interested in, and it wasn't until my teacher had me play. Um, she she asked me what I wanted to play, and we looked through some stuff, and I was like, I found this sheet music for "Sweet Child of Mine" by Guns N' Roses on the violin. And I was like, that's what I want to play. And so we spent months learning that super difficult song on a violin. And in the end, I mean, it doesn't sound perfect, but it, it, it was what got me to actually practice and be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Wow, I that's... didn't even know you could do that, Joe. I that's... Well, could. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Not <Could>. these days. <laughs> uh, I actually picked up my uh, my first guitar. Um, well, I, I, had a, I had an electric guitar prior but i i never really paid attention to it but uh just last month was the first time i picked up my uh, first acoustic guitar so that's something that i'm kind of pushing myself for 2020 or excuse me 2021 to to learn how to play and mm-hmm. you know it's a lifelong skill obviously just you, I mean, know, you know my my uh in the in the covid era my guitar playing has really um suffered in mm. fact my fingers are all the pad you know the calluses on my finger are gone because most of my show, I'm sitting at the piano. I'm sitting at my keyboard. I just normally, in my normal life, I would be playing a lot more guitar, and I just haven't been playing it lately. So every time I pick it up, it's kind of painful because my calluses are not there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So and it. I mean, get... I'm excited to gain the calluses. Uh, for me, it's like I play it for 20 minutes and my fingers. Hurt. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable though. Normally, so if it, if it wasn't COVID year, uh, how would your how would your shows go? Like, do you do you travel kind of around the U.S. or do you try to stay close? Well, to no, home mostly when you I stay close to home. A lot of my work is in schools. I I'll show up at a school and they'll fill the gymnasium with five hundred kids, and I will and I will uh, do my thing. And that's one of my favorite one of my favorite places to be is in a gymnasium full of full of third and fourth graders. I have a really good. I have a really good rapport with young people, mm. and I break out That's the a, bonaculas. I have. I break out the bonaculas, and within f- within a few seconds, I've got them eating out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I get them right where I want them. Well, and they're so they're so young and impressionable, and they've. I mean, we as adults have never seen some of these instruments, so they've definitely never seen them. And I mean, if you want to get kids engaged in an assembly. Just all you got to do is bring a couple instruments they know nothing about, oh and they're going to be like super engaged the whole time. I would assume third grade Jared would have been all yeah, over that. True. <laughs> yeah, Wait, current Jared is current well, Jared so. is all over that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but that would be part of my job is working in schools, and I'm also the music director of a church, so I direct a choir, I direct a bell choir, I direct a small orchestra. Wow! And then, Even a bell choir—that's hot. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then I do occasional gigs for adults, and wow. uh, actually, those are some of my funnest things. But I don't, don't don't do a whole lot of traveling, so I don't I can't put too many concerts on every year. But there, when it's not the COVID, I was trying to do like four concerts a year in in my area. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll leave the area and do a concert. But now I'm interested because I have this worldwide sort of people know my I mean a lot of people a lot of young people mm-hmm. now know who I am I'm wondering what the post the post covid possibilities are for sure. me like I could conceivably 
travel to Laos or Thailand, and and people would want to would know me because of my can playing. Absolutely. Or I could travel, you know, do a tour around the country and get all the thirteen to twenty four year old boys together and give a concert. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah, that would be cool. The second you step, I mean, Utah, and I that. say that because my 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 main demographic on all my, you know, uh, you can you can look at your analytics and your demographic. My demographic is mostly like on Spotify. It's something like eighty seven percent male and fifty huh. percent. From sixteen to twenty-two. Huh. Wow! <laughs> wow! Know, That's really cool. Interesting. interesting. That is interesting. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Well, it's because young boys are interested in video game music, and my my music sounds kind of like a, a, a mix between hip hop and video game. I you know I didn't think about it like it. that, but that does make sense. I guess I yeah that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> It's probably why it appeals to me. <laughs> Normally in my concerts, it would be mostly songs, mostly me singing songs, and then I'd intersperse these instruments. But my songs have really take they 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 take no traction on TikTok. They're not interested. Hmm. So I mainly on TikTok I'm focused on my instruments. That's so interesting how it's completely different depending on what the medium is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whether you're uh, whether you're in person or, or online, I mean, and, yeah. and like I've heard a couple of your stuff. I, I checked you out on Spotify, and I mean, instantly because I I think the so when I actually uh, saw you on the for you page, um, it was uh, you know it was actually the original gliding. Um, I think you had either just released it. It was oh god, it was like f- uh, three months ago, three or four months mm-hmm. ago. Um, and I, that, so I heard that before I heard uh, any of the remixes that people had actually been doing, which, um, you know, all of them are great, but yeah, the original is fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Did you ever like travel around with your, with your father or anything and do concerts? Um, not really with my father. My, my dad was not a, he was not a performer. He was, he was a minister of a church and he, uh, he was mainly a, a hymn player at home okay so we you wouldn't play professionally ever because just a good voice but and uh hanging out he had a house. great great baritone voice and he he was the kind of guy at church where he he was the main like in a whole church of people singing you could hear my dad <laughs> wow <laughs> he had a real bellowing amazing huge voice so i saw that video. i did have one beautiful oh you saw the video of my yeah. dad and i singing yeah yeah. I was just going to say that, like, it was beautiful. Like, the two of you, like, have such a good sound together, and I, I loved that. Yeah, you're right. We did. And I, I would call him up on stage. That Yeah, that's a good thing. I, regularly, he, he came to all my concerts, and I would regularly call him up on stage to sing with me. And he's no longer living now. He died at the age of 92. And, wow. Uh, oh, wow. And I miss him, but we, we had some nice moments on stage together. I, that's yeah that's incredible that's such an amazing moment that so many people will probably not have the opportunity to get is just to share a stage with your dad that's 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 incredible and we've got some good video that also 92 we have i have some good videos of him this one video on youtube is my dad and i singing together and it was it was he was in hospice with cancer and he was on this he was getting up on the stage 
and uh, he couldn't couldn't make that one step. And three guys came from uh, came from the audience, jumped up to take him, basically to lift him onto the stage. Wow! And, and then he came over to the mic, and he, you could tell he was kind of confused because he was out of it. He was, but we we got right. that was our last big performance together. Was that? And the whole thing's on video on YouTube, so I'm that's incredible. That. Wow. What a special moment! Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of stuff do you like to listen to in your free time? Do you listen to a lot of music, or do you mainly just play for yourself? Well, that's a great question. I do not listen to a whole lot of music, but whenever I do, I'm always glad. For instance, there's this. Oh, I won't be able to remember. There's, I like video game music because. People kept telling me to play stuff, uh-huh. and I found this one video game that I love the music for, and I can't remember what it is. Anyway, I to tell you, I'm not very good at this question because I don't. Generally, when I'm doing the dishes, I'm I'm listening to. I'm listening to NPR. Mm-hmm. Generally, when I'm watching some sort of media, I'm watching like a tutorial on YouTube. Like today, I was watching a Discord tutorial. <laughs> sure, how to, yeah, yeah. How to build a server tutorial. I'm always watching tutorials. And I, I don't, generally, when I'm doing stuff, I don't listen to music. Huh. And I feel like I should because there's so much to hear and so much to good stuff to learn. For sure. I think, you know, if, if you don't get the time to listen to it, I think your life has probably got an, a lot of it in it anyway. So I'm sure you're still getting plenty. <laughs> Now we saw your your daughter. She does. She kind of does uh, music on TikTok as well. Or at least some of the stuff that um, that you've uh, kind of, I guess, uh, like um, duoed with her and stuff like that. Yeah, she graduated in May with a de- degree in music theater, and then the pandemic hit, and mm. she. Oh man. And during at the very beginning of the pandemic, she was really on fire with TikTok, and we were sort of doing it together. And then she moved to Atlanta, and she has a full-time job as a nanny right now, and I think her her TikTok has sort of fallen to the side a little bit. Well, it's funny, because I, uh, and the, our listeners know that I grew up, I did theater uh, all through high school, and um, so, you know, I, I, I have an appreciation for the, the musical side of, of production and stuff like that, and so it's just fun to see where, you know, I have stuff in common with, with many mm-hmm. other people. Would you... Oh, shoot. I can't remember what I was going to say now. I was going to say uh, congratulations on the 500,000 followers. That's a huge accomplishment. Oh, wow. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? And it's always... It's never enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's never enough. It's like, dude, why does everybody else get to have a million followers? <laughs> I want a million right. followers. So, why I'm do I only then... get? Why do I only get 500,000? Yeah. <laughs> is it is it like a surreal feeling seeing that number like if you go to like your tiktok page i am i'm being honest i'm being honest when i say it's never enough it's like that's fair why does why does ethereal get to ha- like he this guy ethereal and e within a week he bumped about or within a month he got a he went up half a million followers <laughs> in a month crazy. yeah that's wild and i was like dude what about me why don't i get to your <laughs> Well, and it must be almost like you see the content that it's like, this is so much dumber than the content that you do. Like, it's like just, it's just stupid stuff. And you're like, why does this have all the followers? 
But the truth is, I mean, just because you have a lot of followers, it doesn't mean I get a... I mean, I do... Pretty much every video I get gets a nice... You know, within within about five minutes, I've got almost a thousand views. Sure. Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, Because that's of great. my followers. And, you know, yesterday... Did you guys see my video from yesterday about psoriasis? Yeah. So, Kel actually has psoriasis as well. Oh, Undiagnosed yeah. psoriasis, but uh-huh. we're... We're pretty sure that's what it is. Um, something I've been that that's manifested itself more within the past couple of years, but started probably oh gosh, five or six years ago, maybe. Uh huh. Well, I posted but, this psoriasis video yesterday, and it's got fifty-five thousand views. So I have opened, and I think TikTok likes that. They like you to be real, and I, I show my my awful elbows with the, the psoriasis scabs on them, and I I basically I was I was sent this oil by a company by just uh, to try out, and I I show myself spraying the oil, and I and I say thanks, and then it's got fifty five thousand views. Wow. <laughs> What was it like when, I mean, you got your first, I mean, what would you say is your first, like, viral moment? Like, this is the time where it's like, oh my gosh, like, a lot of people are seeing this on TikTok. Well, yeah, that's a great question, because I, well, you know, the story is, I was giving a assembly to some fifth graders in 2019, it was May of 2019, and... A fifth during the question and answer time, a fifth grader said, "Are you on TikTok?" And I said, "No." And she said, "You should be." So I went <laughs> home and I downloaded TikTok, and and I put my first video up, which was me singing, "I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in," just the verse of that or the chorus, yeah. and then nothing happened. Like I got like nineteen nine. This little handful of kids from the from my cl- the school that day liked it, mm-hmm. and then I put the the app aside for about six months, and then yeah. on January first of twenty twenty, I posted myself playing the jaw harp, and it got a couple, it got some views, and then the next day or within the next couple of days, I posted something playing the can, or no, I play, posted the Bonacula video. And I remember it started off kind of slow, and then I started getting little comments like, here before this blows up, this is going to blow up. <laughs> Those must this be awesome. Blow- and I was like, oh my God, is this going to blow up? And I got very <laughs> excited. And then the amazing notification started coming in. Like, that was my first, like now I get pretty much every few minutes I've got 99 plus notifications. Wow, that's wild. I mean, I'm sure you've turned them but off. This, at this was point, my right? first time of like notic notifications were just coming in, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was just addicted. I was look every every few seconds. I would look at the notifications, and today, um, so that was it was pretty early on, like early in January with the Bonaculas. I had that first experience of the num the potential of the numbers. On TikTok, right? But I, I discovered that more recently. I have a video that has gone over seven million views. I mean, I posted yeah. it within four hours. It had a million. Views. Oh my gosh! What? So within twelve That's hours, crazy. it had two million views. 
And I was like, oh my, this is unbelievable. Like, how does this thing work? How? Yeah. If somebody figures it out, will you tell me, please? Because <laughs> I gotta uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> and now that thing, you know, several weeks later, it has over 7 million views. Oh, and it's just it's incredible. Did you kind of start the uh, your, your Bonacula pages um, because of TikTok, like the Instagram, or did you already have kind of that stuff prior? No, Instagram came later. I'm a late, I'm a late uh, adapter of Instagram. I had no idea what Instagram was. Instagram was this place where my daughter posted pictures of her food, <laughs> and I, I had no no clue that Instagram was the place I should have been like five years ago. <laughs> because you know now it's just so hard to get a footing on instagram but and then i discovered like so that was, i was late i had i had my youtube channel in 2009 oh wow i posted my first couple of videos so i've been building and i had one viral video that i posted in 2010 of me it's a lesson in the ancient hand whistle and over 10 years i built up about 10,000 followers wow and i got monetized yeah. And then low-key gliding hit in 2010, and my YouTube has been blowing up a little bit, too. But, you know, now I've got almost coming up on 30,000 followers oh, on YouTube. I mean, finally getting the recognition you deserve. <laughs> but YouTube is so hard. I mean, it's just, it is so hard. It's just like, I wish that I had started back in 2010 building that channel, posting regularly. Right. You know, with the, that's, I, I think a lot of people, not just you, but there's a ton of people who, you know, started posting on there because they didn't, they didn't know what it is now. I know. And so, you know, things like TikTok, it's like, you know. What is that going to be like 10 years from now? I know. And who knows? Who knows? That'll be interesting. I mean, what, 15 years ago, YouTube didn't even exist. So it's just, right. and now it's, I mean, it's very uncommon to come across someone who has never heard of YouTube. I mean, that's a huge thing, even for kids. Like, mm -hmm. you, you hand your kids the tablet and they go and watch YouTube videos, you know? And so it's just crazy to think that, I don't even know the word for it, but just the amount of potential that these these social media platforms have mm -hmm. that YouTube, I mean, you never would have It'll thought. be interesting to see right. what, what happens to, to TikTok in the next five years. Yeah. Know. I mean, if it's... Uh, who knows if it's, it's going to stick around? Who knows? It's, it's right. weird. Because I'm sure people thought that about YouTube at first, too. They're like, oh, this won't be around in four years. And now it's, like, the biggest video sharing platform that there is. <laughs> have you guys heard of Clubhouse? I have heard of Clubhouse. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> like, I can't I, I've say I've heard, heard of it. it but I don't, <laughs> know I don't know think it I have. It's the new huge thing. It's, it's amazing. I, I just recently got on Clubhouse, and it's... I'm not... I'm not going to spend a lot of energy on Clubhouse, but it's... Basically, you go you go in a hallway and you go from room to room and listen to people talk, listen to influencers talk about uh, interesting topics. Huh? And you can you can just enter a room and there'll be like five thousand people in there listening to six or seven people have a conversation. So it's live. Wow! And then you, you you leave that room. It's all live. All live huh. conversations. And Weird. it's a really interesting format where all you see is people's picture. You see their picture and their name. Interesting. Is it is it like a website or do they have an app for it? Yeah, it's an app. It's a it's an iPhone only app. Really? Oh, and cool. it's it's invitation only. Oh wow. cool. that's awesome. <laughs> I 
Yeah, Back like when Pinterest used to be invitation only. Not really? that I expect Jay or Jared or maybe even you to know <laughs> <Nope>. that, but <laughs> know that. back when I was in like middle school and high school and my mom was big on Pinterest, it was it was also an invite only thing. So you had to have someone who you knew mm. had Pinterest send an invite to your email in order what? for you to join. And uh, I mean, I don't think that's the way it is now. I've never but even heard I of also that. don't I don't even know how big Pinterest is anymore, but <laughs> it's I mean, I still big. use it for like huge. recipes. Yeah, it's not getting smaller, but yeah, I've never even heard of that idea. That seems odd. Because wouldn't they want as many people on their platform as possible? Well, they want they want the they want it to be they want quality, I guess. But I, guess, I mean, yeah. they're not having any trouble. Yeah. I think that they're. I read something where their their worth went from twenty five million to a billion in a month within the last oh. month. Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> and there's something exclusive about it being invite only uh, that right. that makes it, it makes the people that you want to have on there want to join it i think so i yes. think that also does bring up a big um like a big great marketing strategy honestly because mm -hmm. it's not like anyone can just join it um it's it's the people that you want to have on there which is really cool Helps to clear out the weeds a little bit yeah um as amazing tiktok is you you had the, like, one of the, was it a random person that reached out to you to draw your profile picture? Because... I know, uh, isn't like, that a good... That's that, that thing. Yeah, it was Josh Boyd. Oh, I totally thought that was just a real picture. I did too. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now and I'm realizing that's a painting. <laughs> yeah. Josh Boyd uh, just reached out and and he he made a TikTok post of himself drawing that on his iPad. And what? I'm very grateful. In fact, I should... I should... Uh, make sure he knows i mean I've, I've let him know how grateful i am but it's it's really done well for me that is so cool. i'm i'll tell you what the, my next my next thing is merch like i really oh, yeah. have got to start the merch and uh i need to you find a designer it. i need to find a designer and i already have the ideas of what i want to do but i need help with a designer sure what's your your most exciting piece of merch that you're looking forward to like is it clothing is it accessories uh, well, to tell you that it's it's basically a, a saying. It's can you say Bonacula, mm. and like yeah. that's kind of been my motto is can you say Bonacula, and then it has the it has the phonetic spelling of Bonacula underneath it. Cool. So it's just it's oh, just okay. words, it's just words, and I need the design of the words. Can you say Bonacula? And yeah, that's awesome. And Absolutely. then another one is Bonacula Village. You see, my new my latest endeavor is creating uh, this Discord server. You know, I started this Discord server on five, like six days ago, and today we have two hundred or seven hundred members, eight almost eight hundred wow. members. Well done. And it's called Bonacula Village, and the idea is we're creating a village, and I can't wait to make some Bonacula Village merch. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so great. Uh, um, I was gonna ask you, did, was the, did that video that I send you? Did that help you out? Oh, were you the one that sent that? Oh yeah, I totally. Yeah. That was how I. That was exactly what I made the uh, the whole. What I based my whole Discord server on was that video. I just did That's step great. by step. I did everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm gonna join that right after this because that is so cool. I gotta get on there. Yes, Bonacula Village. And I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor. We've got a mayor, a city manager, and we're going to have roles awesome. like uh, you know, <laughs> baker, baker, and trash collector, and all that. That's so cool. <laughs> I love that. That's cool. That's a good way to keep people engaged, too. I love that. I know. Oh, yeah. 
so cool. And one thing I've been doing uh, as the mayor, I'm leaving. I'm leaving a daily video. I have from Hal. I should, maybe should say from the mayor, but I say from Hal. And every morning, I'm recording like a, an eight an eight megabyte video, uh, saying hello to all the all the people in my village. Oh my god, that's gosh. awesome. Well, that's I like fantastic. regular. I like doing things regular. Like I like. I wish that I was doing daily uh, Instagram stories. Um, you know, I just like the regularity. You know, reg mm -hmm. regularity of just putting myself out there. Well, that's how like. That's how things blow up is like it's it's honestly the the consistency because like you see these yeah. big YouTube channels and it's because they're posting videos like on a regular basis and so like the consistency mm -hmm. with posting that's 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 where the the real fame comes from I would say. I do a show called This Moment in Music and every episode I host a different musician from around the world and we it's a musical exploration of the creative process. It's a half-hour wow. live show on YouTube, and this last Wednesday was episode 78. When I started this in May, or at the beginning of the pandemic, I think it was May, I was doing three times a week. I was having three <laughs> shows a week, and I did that for a couple months, and then I cut it back to two shows a week, which was more manageable. And now in 2021, I'm doing one show a week, which is much more manageable. But right. little by little, very slowly, it's gaining an audience. Like now I can pretty much count on a, 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 a little larger audience than I had a month ago. And, you know, little by, I'm hoping that one of these days it really, all those 78 episodes get discovered. Right. Right. That's so cool. So I have I have one more question for you. I I like the idea of just unlimited potential. So if you had... Um, any, I mean, unlimited time and unlimited money to, to make something, to create something, a collab, a, a project to help kids get involved. I mean, what, what's your biggest dream goal of something to do? I would like a team. I would like to have a team of people, of creative people working with me to help me make some of my visions come true. And a lot of it is educationally, educational oriented you know, I've got this harmonica method that I think is the best beginner harmonica method anywhere. I've done a lot of work in schools, and I want I need I want a team to help me package it and uh, make it available to the world. And at the same time, this team would be helping me uh, with the creative some of the creative tasks, like of building a you know, in the dream would have uh, a house band, you know, my own house band that I get mm -hmm. to work with and and they're super talented and I, get, I throw an idea and a producer, have my own producer there <laughs> that just sort of helps throw the idea into a finished product. So I feel like I need helpers uh, in the creative realm. Like I have so many good ideas and I just I don't have all the skills to make them come to fruition. So I need sure. I want I would love to be surrounded by talented people that can uh, help me get my work out there better. That's amazing. And you know I I'm honestly sure I, I'm sure that will happen within the coming future. I mean, like just just the just the person you are and where you've come came in, in only a year at least with the online aspect. 
Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's not too far away, my friend. Uh, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, well, I, hope so. <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough for me to pick a damn. Like, here's here's a, here's an instance. This is my problem, and maybe you guys can help me with this. I posted on Facebook I, about two weeks ago. I said I need a designer. Who who do you recommend? Because I need someone to design merch, and I got about twenty five recommendations. And I immediately got overwhelmed, <laughs> and I haven't done anything about it. Like I don't need twenty five. Let me just just give me one. Like how do I choose? How do I choose right. one yeah. person to design my? And a bunch of them are my friends, and then friends of friends, and like who? How do I actually choose? I maybe I just choose one to here. Try this. And, I would say uh, you know obviously the. The, the normal stuff, you know, go off of uh, kind of the work that the Donifit stuff that you think that they could do and uh, off of like reviews, you know, if it's if you find mm. someone who has good reviews and, you know, is a good, honest person or whatever, then I, I say, why not? I know. Give it a try. Yeah, it's OK if I, you know, give them an idea and I don't particularly like what they came back with. Oh, I sure. can find yeah. somebody else. Do you uh, do you have portfolios from people like you've seen what they've done before or just names? I got overwhelmed with portfolios. Yeah. People were sending me <laughs> portfolios. I need my secretary. I need my team to sort through all the yeah, portfolios. There you go. <laughs> are you guys in Salt? In where are you exactly? In Salt Lake City? Was that it? Twenty minutes uh, south of Salt Lake City. All right. You ever been out this way? I have. Yeah, I've been to Salt Lake City before. Very nice. I have a friend who lives up in Park City, and we had a we had a high school reunion there. About fifteen oh, wow. of my high school friends all met at this guy's big mansion in in Park City. <laughs> it was quite nice. Well, how we appreciate you coming on the show with us, and uh, yeah, we've really enjoyed this this hour just chatting with you. Yeah, um, this is fun. For the listeners, uh, where can they find you? I know uh, I know they can find you on uh, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, pretty much everywhere we talked about. Uh, what's the usernames? Uh, the main place I want you to go is. Go first to my YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube, Hal Walker. Um, subscribe for notifications on YouTube. That's where I want you to go. Of course, hop over to Hal Walker Music on Instagram. I'm less active on Instagram, it's uh, but I do post regularly on there. And then uh, come on, come on to uh, TikTok and subscribe to Bonacula. And if you really are inspired, go over to Facebook. <laughs> Facebook seems like just such old fashioned. If you want, go over to Facebook and like my Hal Walker music page. And I hate Facebook. I, um, I was going to say too. Uh, you should uh, you should look at possibly a, a Twitter. Um, you know that's. Uh, I have a Twitter, but I don't ever know what to say in it. Well, the the great it. thing about Twitter is that you know it's it's instant. So you you say something like, "Hey guys, I have a quick question," and then you know you're getting responses right away. True. Really? What? How could I use Twitter? That's a great question. How could I use a fe- like I, I can never come up with a like a quaint like a really smart inspirational quote or something. What? Sure. How are people use like me using Twitter? I, are, are you asking? Or are you just uh, yeah? I'm just asking. throwing that out there. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so I, a lot of people that like I follow, cause I, I'm on Twitter, but I, uh, I don't usually post on my Twitter. Um, but it, Twitter's more for like, uh, like, you know, instant, uh, you know, if you, if you have a question to ask, or if you want to have people go do something like right now, or even in the coming, um, cause yeah, or even if you want people to, 
to do more following because uh, there's people that I follow and you know they'll post something like hey got a new video up here or hey I'm shooting a video um, what are some quick questions that I can ask or, or what questions do you guys have and I'll do a, a quick um, you know Q&A with you guys stuff like that. I, I would say I'd just add on to that. Um, things on things on Twitter can spread so well if you post something on Twitter because, like, with TikTok, people can like share a video to like their friends. But on Twitter, if somebody retweets a video from you, everybody that they follow is seeing that video. So it's I I, th- I would say it's a big way to maybe spread it even a little bit more. But that I mean may- maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I mean I would say that probably would be a good idea. Are people? Is there a, vi- a world of video? Are people sharing video on t- on Twitter? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so all the all the people that I follow on Twitter have to do with like cameras and stuff like that. But you know they're posting their videos or they're even posting their YouTube links to their videos, and you know those get retweeted around to the different things. And you know it's it's a great way to find content. So would it make sense every time I post a video on TikTok to post the same video on t- on Twitter? I would say so, or maybe even just like if if you're like posting something on YouTube or something like that, post just like a YouTube link on your Twitter, and people will retweet uh, that. I mean, tell people to go to your Twitter. People get subscribed on your tw- or follow you on your Twitter, and then if they're retweeting your stuff, all of their followers are seeing your stuff, as opposed to just like right, one person sharing a video with one friend on TikTok. You know? Yeah, right. That's interesting. I have been resistant to Twitter. I just I have never, I've never related to it. Right. That's it's it's yeah. It, <laughs> Twitter's an interesting one. Um, what I will say about Twitter is that I personally am more likely to click on a tweet um, if it has like a picture or a video in it directly in the video instead of like or sorry directly in the tweet instead of like a link um, because I'll be scrolling and. A lot of Twitter is just people throwing out, just like Jay said, their instant thoughts. And then you come across like a video or a picture and I'm like, oh, something different. So I click on it and, you know, I'll watch it. So I don't know if other people feel that way, but I do. I would say a lot of the stuff I actually click on and interact with on Twitter instead of just scrolling by is is pictures and videos. Maybe I could do a, do a TikTok video that said, hey, everybody, tell me I need help. I'm I'm ready to go active on Twitter. Help me out. Follow me and tell me what I what I should be writing or what I should be doing. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes so, the asking so, asking for help on Twi- on TikTok is a great way to. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys, this was really fun. I've I've enjoyed it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're you're a fascinating. Yeah, thank you person. so we much for it. taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have so much going on, but thank you so much for just chatting with us. Cool. I'm just glad we did it. All Stay right. in touch. Absolutely. We Absolutely. will. We'll uh, join the Bonacuna, uh, Bonacula Village. Yes. Yes, yes the Bonacula Village. All right. All right. All right we'll see you there. Okay, later, guys. Good night.